And I'm just amazed how the Holy Spirit orchestrates things. And just when there's something on your heart to minister, it seems like there's a song that comes or a word that's being spoken. Just to, I mean, God works like that. Amen. Praise God. And, and sometimes we don't understand why we sing the songs that we sing. Uh, but it's all a part of, of God orchestrating the affairs of our life. There is a word that's coming tonight that I, I do want to share with you as it relates to, amen, revival and uh, what we've been praying for and believing God for. Man, I sent something in this house all day, something just been brewing in my spirit. Come on now, I'm not the only one, am I? Amen. Do, do you sense the spirit of expectancy in this house? Amen. Praise God. Uh, that's for, for Hanky, she bought me a towel. You're trying to work me tonight. Come on. <clears throat> See how y'all do it around here. Come on. Amen. He said everything's big in Texas. I guess it is in Greenbrier too. Amen. But we, we honor your pastor and to the first lady here and to your staff. Amen. We, we certainly thank God. I tell you, we, we hadn't had a moment to talk yet. Amen. I mean, since I've been here, we just hadn't had a, a, a lot of time, only just fellowship at the end of the service. But I kind of like it like that, you know. Because I have a freedom to minister whatever God lays upon my heart. Sometimes people want to tell all the business of the church and then tell the preacher, go preach. Hello, somebody. No, uh, I, don't, I don't do that. Amen. I just go. I got to have free course and just allow the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do. Second Samuel chapter number six tonight. Sound man, hold me right there. Amen. You guys are good. You're going to keep your job this week. Come on, somebody. Amen. Second Samuel chapter number six. And, uh, you know, there's some extensive reading here, but I'm not going to uh, to uh, I dare not try to read it all. But there's a few portions of scriptures that I want to share. And uh, while you're turning there, I thank God for Pastor Alonzo uh, Giles all the way from Searcy, Arkansas. Longtime friend and covenant brother. Come on, y'all. Let's give it up for him. Uh, I believe we should always honor pastors and ministering gifts in the body of Christ. You know, I grew up in a church where, amen, you, you honored leadership. Come on, somebody. But now it's a different day, you know. Uh, they don't say Pastor Joe. They just say there's old Joe over there anymore. We never addressed a pastor or his wife by their first name. Come on now. I'm not beating up nobody. I'm just saying, amen. Maybe I have to come back and do a leadership class. Is that all right? And, and, and people don't mean anything by that. But I'm just saying I grew up where, where honor was important, amen. And the Bible says when they rule well, give them double honor. That don't mean double applauses. That really means double honorarium. Oh, look how quiet it just got. I got to do some work in here. Come on, somebody. Amen. So when you got good leaders, praise God for good leaders because they're a gift to the body of Christ. Come on, one more time. Let's praise God for pastor and his wife. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. It's hard. You can find preachers anywhere. But it's hard to find good leadership. And you got a man and a woman of God that, that's just not here occupying space. But they love God and they love you. And how many know that's a rarity today? Amen. They're not a hireling. Come on, somebody. When trouble come, they run in the opposite direction. But thank God, amen, you got Big Papa right here that'll fight the devil for you. Come on, I love this guy. Amen, amen. I'm telling you, this is an awesome man of God, and, and we honor him and his wife tonight. Second Samuel chapter 6, you should be there by now. 
Amen. I see you standing for the word of the Lord. Amen. And to all those that are listening in and that have tuned in tonight, we pray that you'll be blessed by, amen, the word of God tonight. Now, tonight, I'm going to talk about something that, amen, is, is certainly not uh, a strange subject in this house tonight because I sensed it when I walked in here, and that's the presence of God. That's the glory of God. And you were singing about the presence. I'm like, Lord, Jesus, she's all in my Kool-Aid, and she's got the flavor. Come on, somebody. But how many know that's how Holy Spirit works? Amen. And, and so how many know we need the glory of God today? I'm, I'm learning, man. I tell you, I've been in ministry now. And we'll be celebrating 30 years of pastoring in March, and y'all got to come. I got, I'll sign you up. You're coming. Come on, somebody. Won't take no for an answer. And, um, but 37 years of ministry, amen, and, and I've learned just a few things, amen. I'm a young pig, but I've been around the old hogs. Hello, somebody. And one of the things that I've learned, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, that it's not your gifting that brings deliverance to people. Amen. If there's going to be revival and real deliverance, amen, that's going to be because of the anointing of God. Come on, somebody. Praise God. Somebody asked me the other day, how long have you been preaching? I said, long enough to know I can't do it without God. Come on. Come on. I, I got to have him. Amen. And I don't know why I'm going this way, but I remember about 10 years in ministry, I went to my pastor and I said, I need you to pray for me. I said, man, every time I get up, I still get the butterflies. You know, I would think after 10 years, it'll be gone by now. And my pastor looked at me and an old man, amen, he put those glasses down on his nose and he says, no, I'm not going to pray that. I said, oh, I said, well, man, I'm, you know, I'm still nervous after 10 years. And he says, I'm going to pray that they never leave you. He says, because you're realizing you're not standing in your own strength, but you're standing in the strength of God. Woo! How many know that was wisdom? Come on. Amen. 30-some years, and guess what? Still feeling those butterflies. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. 2 Samuel chapter number 6. Amen. This is, of course, you know where David is bringing back the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem. Amen. Again, David gathered together the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. And David arose and went with all the people that were with him from Baal of Judah to bring up from thence the Ark of God, whose name is called by the name of the Lord, amen, of hosts that dwelleth between the cherubims. And they set, amen, the Ark of God upon a new cart. Amen. How many know that's the first mistake right there? Let that resonate in your spirit. They set it up on a new court. Amen. And then the Bible says that Uzzah in Ohio, you know, the sons of Abinadad, they drove the new court. And, you know, uh, death came to them. How many know you don't touch God's glory? But guess what? God's glory can touch you. <laughs> Woo! He don't need us to facilitate his glory. Come on now. Amen. But his glory can help facilitate our lives. And look what happened. David's, amen, he's in a place now where he don't know what's going on. And now David begins to seek God. Verse 9 says, and David was afraid of the Lord that day. And he said, how shall, amen, the ark of the Lord come to me? So David would not remove the ark of the Lord unto uh, him into a city, amen, of David. But David carried it aside to the house of Obed-Eden, the Gittite. And the ark of the Lord continued in the house of Obed-Eden, amen, uh, for three months. 
And the Lord blessed Obed-Eden and all of his household. Praise God. And it was told King David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Eden, amen, and all that pertained unto him because of the ark of God. Think about this now, amen. Now, David's seeking God on what shall I do and how shall I handle the ark, but he parked the ark at Obed-Eden's house. Come on, somebody, amen. And now he gets the word that, hey, everything around Obed-Eden's house is being blessed. You know why? Because the ark, amen, has landed. And I got a word. I tell you, I didn't come to preach tonight, amen, a sermon. I came with a message. God says the ark has landed at this place. Come on, somebody. Somebody give God praise right now. And when the ark lands, that's a sign that God's glory is in the house. I need you to give him a better praise than that. Woo! Hallelujah! Amen. And look what happened. Amen. The Bible says in verse 13 or verse 12, and it was told David saying that the Lord had blessed the house of Ben-Eden and all that pertained to him because of the ark of God. And David went and bought up the ark of God from the house of Ben-Eden into the city of David with gladness. And it was so that when they, amen, bear they that bear the ark of the covenant, amen, of the Lord, had gone six paces. He sacrificed oxen and fatland. And David danced before the Lord with all of his might. And David was girded with the linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with what? Shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. I want you to look at somebody right now and help me preach. Amen. Look at them and tell them it's time to bring back the glory. Come on, somebody. Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight that you called us here to Greenbrier, Arkansas for such a time as this. Lord, you interrupted other schedules so that we could be here on tonight. And Holy Spirit, amen, we've come to lift up and to magnify your holy name. Amen. Hide me behind the cross. I pray that you'll speak to me and through me in Jesus' name. And everybody shouted amen. You can be seated in the presence of God. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, out of all the messages that I'll preach, amen, throughout this series of revival, this will be one of the greatest messages and one of the most important ones because I believe, amen, that you have hit, amen, a honey hole in the spirit. Come on, somebody. Amen. Not only do you have your hand on the pulse of God, I believe you've hit one of the arteries of God. Come on, somebody. Amen. You have to understand that when revival hits, amen, a church. It's not just contained to a church, but I believe it's going to spill out throughout the city. Come on. Amen. There are people that are coming from the north, from the south, from the east, from the west. Come on, somebody. Praise God. Amen. I believe the Asians are coming. I believe, amen, blacks are coming. I believe whites are coming. I believe even the swirls are coming. And maybe a few squirrels. Hello, somebody. Amen. Because how many of those squirrels show up at revival too? Some of you don't know what that means. Ask the pastor after church. He'll explain it to you. Amen. In the middle, amen, of great revival, there's craziness and chaos sometimes goes on behind the scenes. Come on. Amen. And although we're out here praising God, some of you don't realize just because we've extended revival, all hell is breaking loose from behind the scenes. But how many know, amen, that's usually how it happens. Praise God. Because before there's a breakthrough, amen, most of the time there's a breakdown. But 
but I believe there's some people in here, amen, like a bulldog on a bone, you refuse to let go. You got a Jacob's mentality. I won't let you go until you bless my soul. Somebody giving praise in the house of God. Wow. Now, this subject tonight is a very important subject, and, and, and please just stay with me because I'm going somewhere tonight, and I'm going to uh, wrap it all up and tie it in a bow, amen, and I believe that God is speaking to this house specifically on tonight. Now, amen, it, it's amazing to me, and, and pastor and, and other pastors can attest to what I'm saying. We study the Bible, we pray, amen, and we believe God for a message, but then there are times that God dropped things in our spirit, amen, and we have to go with it. Can you say amen? Praise God. And all I could hear, amen, uh, 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 you know, coming here was a spirit of expectancy. And then that the glory is getting ready to fill the house. Come on. That the ark has landed. Can you say amen? Right here in this place, God has favored you. And God has chosen you for such a time as this. And all the prayers that have gone up. Come on. My God and all the fasting. It's about to pay off for you in the name of Jesus. Sound man, give me a little bit more monitor. Come on, give him praise tonight. Woo! Why did we choose to talk about this subject tonight? Because number one, you have to understand, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, if we ever needed God's glory, amen, to fill the temple, we need it right now. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, amen. Now, when you deal with the word glory, there's so many renditions of it. My God, I could be here all night, amen, explaining to you and giving you the definition of glory because there's just not one or two words, amen. When you deal with glory, amen, it has to do with the weight of God's presence, amen, or the kebab, amen, the, the weight of God's presence. And now listen, you must understand, I've heard people say, well, you know, they go to that church and, and they push people down, amen, at the altar call. Let me tell you something, when the glory's in the house, you don't have to push nobody down. Come on, somebody. My God. Amen. John says, I fell as a dead man when I came into his presence. Come on. Anybody read that in Revelation? You can't come into God's presence. Come on, somebody. Amen. And think that you can stand. When glory shows up, something is going to happen. Let me give it to you like this. You're looking at a former Baptist boy. Come on, somebody. Amen. I was raised. Amen. I mean, I mean, my God, I was Baptist to the bone. Can you say amen? And I didn't believe, amen, in the, in the tongue talking and, you know, the speaking in tongue. Well, I didn't understand it, first of all. And, and I said, I will never do that. But let me warn you. Hello. Never say never. My God, and I remember watching people, and while the evangelist and the pastor was praying for people, I was visiting another church, and I was watching. I said, man, I just don't believe those people should be falling down like that. I'm going to go up there, and I'm going to stand, <laughs> I thought. So I was a former basketball player, so I put the left leg over here and the right one over there and got in a defensive stance with my hands up like this. Come on, somebody. And when hands was laid on me, amen, my God, my leg went like wet spaghetti, and I hit the floor. Come on, my God. And guess what? Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, I started rolling and speaking in tongue. My God, as the Spirit of God gave utterance. Come on, somebody. And now I can attest to that song 
song that they sing, they call us holy rollers, and what they say is true. But when you find out what they're rolling, baby, you start rolling too. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Come on, somebody. Do I have any holy rollers in here? Hallelujah. So I didn't understand about the presence of God in the glory of God, but there was a hunger down in my spirit. Amen. And there was something that I was thirsting after. Come on, somebody. And it was God's presence. Now, when you deal with glory, it talks about uh, the majesty and, and the splendor of God. Amen. Or the glory of a thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting when you just search out this word glory. But you know what I discovered? Not only does it mean splendor or kebab or the weight of God's presence. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. Amen. One translation says it means the opinion of a thing. Think about it. Number one. Number two, it means the value of a thing. And then number three, it means the estimation of a thing. Oh, good God. This is so good. I'm going to buy my own tape tonight. Come on, somebody. Listen to me. Praise God. The value of something, the estimation of something. Come on now. And the opinion of something. Now, let me bring it to the house. I wonder why, amen, we have to beg people to praise a God that they say they love. Come on. Could it be that their opinion of God is so low that they don't even praise him anymore? Could it be that we're not seeing miracles in this totality? It's because people are not believing God anymore because their opinion of God and their opinion of what God can do. Come on, somebody. It's so low. They don't believe God can heal anymore. They don't believe God can deliver anymore. They don't believe, come on, that God can break the spirit of addiction off of anybody's body. Amen. But I'm here to tell you tonight, you need to raise your level of expectancy. Anybody believe God in here? Come on, talk back to me. Praise God. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, he's not the God that I, amen, come on, the great I was or the great, amen, I used to be. He's still the great I am. He's yet a healer. He's yet a deliverer. And he's yet a sanctifier. Woo. Hallelujah. Hey, man, when I was preparing this message, I remember being around, I think it was around Chicago. We was there uh, outside of Lincoln and, and preaching in another place right outside of Chicago. And I remember coming home, amen, or, or going to the hotel that night and just happened to start thumbing through some of the channels and scanning the channels. And all of a sudden, you know, I saw where I heard this guy say it was worth the glory. And when I heard the word glory, I backed up and I said, what was he alluding to? Well, you can Google this when you get home. It's called the King's Palace or the King's Theater in Brooklyn. Amen. Brooklyn, New York. It was built in 1929. It was one of the most thriving theaters in America. Amen. And then they fell on hard times in the early 50s, managed to stay open until, uh, I think, about 1977. And then from that time and just until uh, some years ago, it, it has lied dormant all these years. But this guy decided to invest. Invest almost 90 million dollars into this old, what we would call maybe an old dilapidated building. And it's interesting because of the history there. It's about 36, almost 3,700 seat, but it was a beautiful place at one time. And, and, but he says it was his job to restore it back to its want to glory. 
So I caught the end of the documentary while they were interviewing him. And then uh, the commentator said, you mean to tell me you spent $90 million on an old building to renovate it? Anybody in here got $90 million? You probably wouldn't raise your hand. Come on, somebody. You wouldn't get out of here alive. Come on. Talk to me after church, all right? Listen to me. $90 million. And they said, why would you spend $90 million, uh, you know, for an old building? And he says, for its once glory. And he says, it is worth $90 million or $90 plus million to me to see it, the glory that it used to have. Man, I was about to fall asleep, but something leaped in my spirit, and I thought, my God, if, he, if he's willing to spend $90 million to an old building for its once glory, how much more should we, amen, that come to the house of God and name the name of the Lord, amen, something in our spirits ought to cry out to him and say, God, if you did it then, I believe you can do it right now. Come on, you're not just a God of yesterday. He's the same yesterday, today, henceforth, and forever. Whoa, God, I feel it tonight. And isn't it sad, isn't it sad, uh, Brother Foster, that when, it's, when we talk about power, we have to go to the cemetery and raise the dead and talk about Martin Luther and talk about Billy Sunday and talk about Catherine Coombe and all these great, uh, and, and you know, Smith Wigglesworth. And thank God for all of them. But listen, we shouldn't have to go to the cemetery and talk about the power that they used to possess. There ought to be somebody, amen, that's living today, that's carrying the mantle of God that still believe in miracles. Woo. Amen. He says because of its once glory. Now this is powerful. Amen. Now what has happened now ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters what has happened? David amen at this time is now the new king that's on the throne. What has happened prior to this? Saul, this is so interesting because Saul has pastored Israel. He's Israel's first king. He pastored for 40 years and not one time is there a mentioning of the Ark of the Covenant. Think about it. One time. Do you hear Saul talking about the ark? You, you hear Saul talking about the presence of God? Because number one, Saul represents puppet ministry. He's manipulated by people. Come on. He's a people pleaser. Come on. Let me help y'all in leadership. You can't always please God and please people at the same time. It's getting quiet in here. You got to make up your mind. If you're going to be manipulated by the witchcraft workers in the church, come on, somebody that control, amen, and manipulate the men and women of God, you will never see God's glory and his splendor. Can you say amen? But every now and then, you got to kick Jezebel out, amen, so the spirit of God can start flowing again. Woo, three people. Thank you for that alarming affirmation. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. Amen. What happened to Saul? Now, I've heard preachers preach David was anointed, but Saul wasn't anointed. No, that ain't what the Bible says. Amen. Saul was anointed too. Come on, somebody. But he started operating in his flesh. He thought it was about him. Come on now. The Bible says, amen, it wasn't really God's will for Israel to have a king. But they said, we want to be like everybody else. Give us a king. Hello. And how many know that's the problem today? We can't be like everybody else. 
Let there be a difference between the clean and the unclean, the holy and the unholy, the righteous and the unrighteous. Come on, somebody. They said, but we want a king like everybody else. And the Bible says Saul stood head and shoulders above the rest. That's where they got that shampoo, right? Y'all will get it on the way home. I'm sorry. Amen. Slow bus tonight. Help me, Jesus. Praise God. L listen to what happened. And so now, amen, Saul comes. Amen. He comes on the scene. And ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, not one time is there a mentioning of the Ark of the Covenant. And so here's what happened. Amen. God speaks to Samuel to tell Saul, amen, to, you know, uh, hey, wait right here until I return. Samuel says, I'll be back in seven days and I'm going to offer sacrifice unto the Lord. The Bible says on the seventh day, Samuel had not showed up, but he was on his way. Hello. And the people said this. I tell you what. Hey, Samuel's not here. The priest is not here. You're a king. You go ahead and offer sacrifice. Uh-oh. And here's what happened. And Saul stepped into somebody else's anointing. Okay, I, I need to work with this before I go on any further. That's why there's so many collisions in the church today. Because you got people stepping out of place into somebody else's place. How many of you know the church don't have but one pastor? Hello, it's got quiet in this Presbyterian church. Come on, somebody. Listen to me. Amen. There's only one pastor, one lead man. Praise God. Doesn't mean that he's a dictator. Amen. It doesn't mean that, amen, he's a control freak. It just simply means it's the order of God. Amen. You may have a board, praise God, and you may have deacons, and you may have trustees. Thank God for all of those men and women of God. But how many know there's one visionary in the house? Praise God. And if you align up with the visionary, you ain't seen really. Bible yet. You haven't seen church growth yet. Come on somebody. My God, how can God build a house when a house is divided? A house that's divided against itself shall not stand. Isn't that the word of God? Amen. Well, I think we need to vote on it. Let me help somebody in here. You do not vote on vision. You follow vision. Nowhere in the Bible where you see you vote on vision. Man, I, I see why, amen, ministries can't move and they can't get anything done in church. Amen. They vote on everything. What about the voice of the man of God that when God speaks to him and then he speaks to the people and then the deal is sealed? Hallelujah. Hey, man, if I keep preaching, I'll find the two, tr the, the, the two troublemakers. Come on, somebody. Thank you, Lord. I got my spiritual antennas up tonight. Listen to me. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, Samuel says, don't leave. Amen. Don't move. Don't offer sacrifice until I return. But the people said, the people said, you're a king. You may be a king, but you still have to know your place. And kings don't offer sacrifice. That's the job of the priests. Come on, somebody. And so what did, what did Saul do? Saul stepped over, amen, into Samuel's anointing, or he tried to, rather, amen, and a sacrifice goes up, but a curse comes down. 
Come on, somebody. Now Samuel returns, and he says, what is this thing you've done, Saul? He says, well, the people, the people, the people told us to do it. Come on now. Amen. And he says, well, because of this, now your kingdom, listen to this, has been ripped from you. Come on, somebody. But don't you worry about it because God always got somebody waiting in the wings. Can you say amen? When Moses died, God snatched up Joshua. Come on. Amen. When Elijah was taken up, amen, here comes Elisha. Amen. When David fell asleep, amen, Solomon steps up to the plate. Amen. And when Eli died, God hit the barren womb of a woman by the name of Hannah. And here comes baby Samuel. Don't ever think that the church can't survive without you. Woohoo. Why are you tripping? God got somebody waiting in the wings. Hello, Queen Vestai. Amen. When the king calls for you, boo, you got to go. You know what she said? I'm not going dancing before a drunk king. Amen. But God was preparing Sister Esther out of a 127 providence. Come on, somebody. God reached back and pulled a little orphan girl. Amen. And while she's soaking in hot oil, y'all ain't saying nothing. Amen. And that's why Mordecai says, for who knows? God has brought you into the kingdom for such a time as this. Slap somebody high five and tell them God always got somebody. Waiting in the wings. Lord, I'm trying to get to the glory part, but y'all messing with me tonight. Come on, somebody. And here's what happened, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. Amen. Sacrifice goes up. Curse comes down. And so now Saul's kingdom has been ripped from him. And you know the text. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. Amen. But Saul wouldn't give up the throne. What do you do when you're anointed for a position, but the devil won't move? It's quiet again. What do you do when you know that God has anointed you for a specific place, but the person that's in there refused to move? Just because you've been anointed, you got to wait on your appointment. Come on, somebody. God says, I got me a little dancing boy that's on the backside of the mountain. Come on, somebody. That's feeding sheep. Amen. And I've been preparing him for such a time as this. And he goes and he snatches up little David. Amen. But the thing I love about David, amen, David comes to a place that he's never, amen, been familiarized with. My God, David comes to a new place of promotion in the spirit. And the first thing David says, where is the ark of God? He was smart enough to know that I can't pastor Israel without the ark of God. Because David lived for the glory. Oh, God, I feel it tonight. Come on, somebody. David says, where is the ark, amen, uh, of God? Where is the presence of God? Amen. Because David realized, ladies and gentlemen, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says God. Amen. Are you hearing? That's what we need in the church. We need the glory of God back in the church. Come on, somebody. My God, we've substituted the glory for lights. And my God, I've gone to places, they got so many lights, you get dizzy before you get to the pulpit. Amen. But they want to equate the glory with lights. Well, you know, it's your house. You do what you want to do. But at the end of the day, come on, it's almost like offering up strange fire. Can you say amen? How many want the real glory? 
I don't want light substituting the real glory of God. Amen. There's something about hungry people that go after God with their hands extended to heaven and their mouths wide open because they're hungry for a move of God. Come on, somebody. My God. And if the Holy Ghost falls in the middle of a worship service, God, do your thing. That's it. Stand on your feet and shout, send your glory. Come on, say it so hell can hear you. Send your glory. Woo. Now give him praise in the house. Come on, give him praise. Come on, clap your hands and praise him. Woo. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So here it is. David says, where? Amen. It's the ark of the covenant of God. Amen. Because David realized, I can't do this on my own. Come on, somebody. Amen. And I'm mighty afraid, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, that we've created, amen, false church today where we've learned how to have church without the presence of God. That's scary to me. Come on, somebody. Amen. I can't preach without his presence. I cannot talk to you about God. God until I first talk to God about you. Come on, somebody. My God, I, I, I come to the realization that if God don't anoint me, I might as well stay at home because huh? I'm not going to do you any good and I'm certainly not going to do myself any good. But I come to realize that it's not by might, I feel like preaching now, nor by power, but by my spirit. Woo. Says God. David says, let's bring the ark. And so now, where is the ark? My God, it's been in the house of Dagon, and they don't know what to do with it. Come on. The Philistines has controlled it up until this time, and you know the story. They captured the ark. My God. Amen. When they went into battle, and that's what happened when Eli heard about his sons being in battle. Amen. And they both died in battle. Praise God. The Bible says he's leaning over in a chair, and he fell over and broke his neck. Come on, somebody. Amen. And when his daughter-in-law comes in, amen. She hears the news. It rushes her into labor. And she births a boy. And she names him Ichabod. Which means the glory of the Lord has departed. Oh God. Y'all may not want to hear this. But churches across America is still showing up. But Ichabod is written across the door. Because they won't let God in. Don't worry if they don't let you in baby. They won't even let God in. It means the glory is gone. The glory of the Lord has departed. Oh, God. And so now, where is it? Amen. It's in the house of Dagon. You know, they bought the ark in, the ark, in, the ark of God in a box. And they placed it by their God. And the Bible said when they got up the next morning, Dagon had fallen over. Amen. And broke his neck. Come on, somebody. Woo, hallelujah. So what did they do? Amen. They put him right back on again. Come on, his head back on the neck. Gave him a face job. Hello. And amen. So the next morning, his hands break. Amen. His arms break. Praise God. Because there ain't but one God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is...
one God and besides him there is no other can you say amen ain't nobody God but God Woo, hallelujah amen and so the Philistines said get get this amen get this uh, ark out of here they had it in a box and God broke out the box and amen and how many know we can't keep him in a box today he's too big for our box our box of denomination our box of organization come on and that's why we ain't got no glory now because oh God help me here tonight we are more loyal to systems than we are to God thank you Lord and so now here's what happens David says let's go get it amen he's not sure how to handle it and the Bible says the first mistake is and you know the text I won't bore you with the details they bring it in on a new cart they've been with out it so long they don't know how to handle it now come on somebody two men have been stricken dead and now David says what do we do because we don't know I mean my God we uh, 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 reached out and he tried to study it and, and he fell dead so what do we do now so amen now they had to go back and they had to realize that the ark was never to designed to be carried up on a new cart amen come up here uh, pastor come on my God you look like an army man tonight come on somebody raise your right hand up praise God amen the ark Ark was designed to be carried on the shoulders of priests. Not at the waist, come on somebody, but on the shoulders. Why the shoulders? Because when I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Can you say amen? Amen. And how many know if we lift him up, he'll show up. If you lift him up, come on, he'll heal the sick. If you lift him up, he'll open up blind eyes. If you lift him up, he'll take depression out of your spirit. If you lift him up, come on somebody. You'll come in here one way, but you'll leave out of here another way. Let everything that has Praise ye the Lord. Woo! Hallelujah. So here's what's happening, and I'm coming to a close now. David says, he goes and he seeks God and says, what do we do? Amen. How do we get it back to Jerusalem? But until we discover how to get it back, we're going to park the ark at Oban Eden's house. Lord have mercy. Amen. For three, was it for three months? Amen. For 90 days. And while he's inquiring of God, the Bible says David gets word. Amen. Hey, amen. Something's happening at Oban Eden's house. I mean, his whole household is being blessed. His family's being blessed. His farm is being blessed. Come on, somebody. Amen. Uncle Willie. Amen. Ain't Mary Beth. Hello, somebody. Grandma Lucy. Amen. The dogs, the cat, and the chickens are being blessed. Because... They've connected with the presence of God. Hallelujah. Now, why was it so important? Because David realized, amen, and you can write this down, amen, or you can just put it in your memory bank. The ark represents three things. Number one, it represents the holiness of God. How many know God is still holy today? Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. Be ye holy, for I am holy. Come on. Amen. We read a holy Bible. We serve a holy God, and God expects his people to still be holy. Come on, somebody. Come out from among them. 
him. Be ye separate, says God. Amen. Amen. So it represents, number one, the holiness of God. Number two, it represents, ladies and gentlemen, the covenant of God. God is a covenant-keeping God. Can you say amen? And then number three, it represents the power and the presence of the Lord. Whoa, oh God, I feel it tonight. My God. Amen. Lift your hands and shout, send your glory, send your glory. Amen. Thank God for gifts and thank God for talents. Come on, somebody. Amen. But that's the problem. Gifts and talent have taken over the anointing and the glory. And that's why ain't nobody getting delivered and nobody's getting set free. Come on, somebody. But you walk me in the house where the glory of God is and the presence of the Lord is. You may go in there addicted to crack cocaine, but you're coming out with your hands lifted. Come on. Saying, what a mighty God we serve. Somebody shall send you. Our glory. Whoa. Hallelujah. Amen. And God says, I'm not going to let anyone prostitute my glory. Come on, somebody. Isaiah says, Amen. Be ye clean. Amen. That bear the vessels of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. God says, I'm not going to allow anyone to prostitute my glory. No, no, no. You can't substitute his glory. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? All the gifts, all the glitter, all the, the glitz. <laughs> Come on, somebody. All the lights, all the glamour. At the end of the day, it doesn't bring any deliverance. <laughs> Amen. But I'm here to tell you, when the presence of God shows up, <laughs> amen, I've seen alcoholics sober up in the presence of God. Amen. I've seen men and women come in. Amen with their veins filled with crack cocaine and filled, come on, with meth. <laughs> but amen, they run into the presence of God and all of a sudden, God takes the taste out of their mouth and totally delivers them. Come on, my God. Amen, y'all saw, amen, a couple Sunday nights ago, we had a man that had been addicted, amen, to crack cocaine for 50 years. He's 72 years old. Come on. And God delivered him. You know why? He had an encounter with the presence of God. Woo! Shabbat. Hallelujah. Amen. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood. What can make us hold again? Nothing but the blood. Come on. I need about 50 people to jump on your feet and shout the blood, the blood, the blood. Woo. Oh, hallelujah. We need your glory. We need it. Come on, somebody. We need it in the White House. Hello. But we need it in the church house. Tell your neighbor, I need it in my house. Come on, somebody. We need it in the schoolhouse. Come on, somebody. If glory comes back in the school, we won't have all the, the school shootings. Come on now. Hallelujah. We need the glory of God. We need the presence of God. Oh, we need it back in our churches. My God, we send men and women. Amen. My God, we send them to uh, the White House. We send them to Congress. Amen. There are senators and our state reps and amen, Congress, men and women. We don't send them there to fight. Come on, somebody. 
to fight one another. My God, we send them there, ladies and gentlemen, so that they can get on their face and hear from God. America don't need another president. America needs a pastor. Can you say amen? Y'all better hear me. We need, a, amen. We need somebody that will call this nation to prayer. Because if my people, which are called by my name, come on, somebody, would humble themselves. Oh, God, we got to get the pride out. We got to get the arrogance out. We got to get the cockiness out and say, God, wash us again. Woo. My God, that's what brings revival. Amen. When the church starts forgiving one another. Come on, somebody. Amen. Start loving one another. That'll kill this race demon in America. Then we won't have black against white and white against black. Amen. And amen. And everybody against Asian and all this foolishness. So much hate in the world today. And we don't need to let that infiltrate into the church. Come on, somebody. Amen. We're brothers in the kingdom of God. God don't have a black church or a white church or a Hispanic church. Upon this rock, I'll build my church in the gates of hell. shall not prevail against it. Remain standing all over the building. Hallelujah. If one man can spend 90 million on one building because of its once glory, how much more ought the church be crying out to God? Saying, God, send your glory. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Pastor Foster, when I came along in ministry, amen, wasn't privy to, to preach in all the cathedrals like we, you know, had the opportunity to do the last 15 to 20 years. No. Amen. My ministry was birth. Amen. In a brush harbor meeting. Come on, somebody. So Greenbrier, I thought I was coming to a brush harbor. Come on, somebody. Amen. I cut my teeth, ladies and gentlemen, in tent revivals. Praise God. Amen. Casting out devils and demons. Come on. Amen. Folks, amen. Winos staggering up under the tent. Amen. But leaving out saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. Praise God. Amen. And I'm telling you, because we saw the glory of God moving. Amen. And we wasn't in hot steeple where there was cold people. Come on, somebody. And a lot of churches now you go to. Amen. They have the beauty. Amen. On the inside. But no God nowhere. Come on, somebody. And my God, God's not within a mile of that church. It's just a gathering of people that come together. Amen. Empty, 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 empty preaching, empty teaching. Come on, somebody. Amen. And some dare not even give altar calls anymore. But thank God, amen, that the ark has landed at this church. Come on. Amen. It also represents the presence and the favor of God. Whoa! I need somebody to give God praise right now because the ark of the covenant, come on, the presence of God is here. Woo! Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And the Bible said David danced before the Lord. Amen. He praised God. Amen. In public worship, he didn't care who was watching him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. The most churches today, they don't dance anymore. Amen. My God. They sit back and watch you worship. I didn't come here to watch you worship. 
I got to get my praise on, baby. I got a devil to fight. Come on, somebody. Amen. And you've got to understand that the weapons of our warfare are not colonel, but they're mighty through God into pulling down strongholds. Woo! Thank you, Lord. First lady, as she comes to the organ tonight, if you're in this place and you're not saved, you're in here and you're a backslider, you're away from God. You've gotten cold and callous and you don't, you're around the power of God, but you can't feel God's power anymore. You're around his presence, but you can't embrace his presence anymore. I would be afraid. I would be running to this altar. I would be screaming out to God and saying, Lord, amen, whatever you do, as David says, take not thine Holy Spirit away from me. Woo. Shabbat. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We can't do this without God. Come on now. That's why we need an old gray-headed prophet. Come on, that's saturated with the oil and the anointing of God. That will open up his mouth and prophesy to this generation. Come on, somebody. And while the elephant and the donkey is fighting one another, we can turn to the Lamb of God that taken away the sins of the world. Come on, I'm not for the donkey, amen, or the elephant. I'm for the Lamb tonight. What about you? The Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Maybe tonight is a night of restoration and renewal. And I know every night many of you have been hugging the altars. Thank God for that. But tonight is a different type of, of an altar call. How many will be honest and say, you know what? I love God with all of my heart, but I can't sense his presence like I used to. Thank you, Lord. You feel like the heavens are brass. But I'm here to tell you, amen, beat down by life. Look like the enemy has thrown everything at you but the kitchen sink. But I got a word for you tonight. The ark has landed in this house. 